Welcome to First Words, a podcast presented by the First United Methodist Church of Florence. Today's message is brought to you by Senior Pastor Reverend Dale Cohen. Hey, welcome to the First Words podcast of First United Methodist Church in Florence, Alabama. I'm Dale Cohen, Senior Pastor, and we're starting a new series as part of uh, Lent, which is the seven weeks before Easter. Um, And this new series is called The Faces of Jesus, and I'm talking about Never Forsaken, but let me give you a little background on this Faces of Jesus theme. Uh, I've asked uh, artists to give me a representation of um, their conception of the faith of face of Jesus, and um, and so um, there were two paintings that that I, I worked from to help me develop uh, this message today, and I'll I'll reference those paintings, uh, and we'll also uh, have them available on the website for you to get a, a glimpse of if you're interested. But I'm going to use Psalm 27. Uh, verses 7 through 14, and it says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek his face. Your face, Lord, do I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger, you who have been my help. Do not cast me off. Do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. If my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Do not give me up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they are breathing out violence. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Ghosting is a relatively new term referring to a common dating experience. Ghosting occurs when a person abruptly cuts off contact with us without warning or explanation as to why. Even when we reach out to them, they don't respond. It's called ghosting because the person we've had a relationship with suddenly vanishes into thin air like a ghost. Ghosting doesn't just happen with romantic partners, though. It also occurs in friendships, between family members, and even between business associates. The problem with being ghosted is it leaves us with so many unanswered questions. Was it me? Was it something I said or something I did? We overanalyze and obsess over every detail. We play back every conversation we had, trying to spot our mistakes or identify warning signs we may have missed, ignored, or misinterpreted. Our friends tell us it's not us, it's the other person, but we still can't let it go. We may even feel ghosted when we're going through a difficult season and God doesn't seem to provide any comfort or assurance of His presence. It's as if God has abandoned us, has ghosted us. The writer of Psalm 27 experienced both confidence and ghosting in his relationship with God. I didn't read it, but in the opening line of chapter 27, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom 
shall I be afraid. Then in verses 2 through 6, the psalmist describes potentially life-threatening situations, and he imagines God rescuing him. But then as the reality of the real danger sinks in, he questions whether he's been faithful enough for God to show up in his defense. He pleads with God as he says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek his face. Your face, Lord, do I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger, you who have been my help. Do not cast me off. Do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. I don't know about you, but I can hear the desolation in his voice as he says, you've always been here for me, and although I know how much I need you, I haven't always been faithful, so please don't be angry and turn away from me. He's wondering, will God hold my failures against me? And if he does, will God ghost me? Maybe you felt it too. I have, and so many others have as well. There, these are the words of an anonymous poster on a website that serves as a mental health forum for Christians. Over the last year, many life circumstances have plunged me into a worsening depression. And the worst part of the whole experience is that I also feel abandoned by God. I've prayed for wisdom to understand what is happening and what I'm supposed to do. I've prayed every day for the grace to help me put one foot in front of the other and carry on. I've scoured the scriptures for direction. I've attended church and watched sermons for guidance and inspiration. Nothing. God promised he would never forsake me, but here I am alone and in spiritual exile. And with that crushing feeling of loneliness comes an empty internal void that has numbed me to the point of giving up on God. I got nothing. I need something anything to believe in and give me hope. So what do we do when we feel as if God has abandoned us? Well, when we find ourselves distant from God, it's vital to inventory our feelings to increase awareness of what's happening internally. By labeling our emotions, we identify all the feelings we're having that may be leading to what we're experiencing as God's abandonment. I know that sometimes when I feel distant from God, it's more about the shame I'm feeling over something I've done that creates distance between God and me. God hasn't abandoned me. I've shut him out because I'm, em I'm embarrassed and don't want to deal with my shame. When we've done something wrong, it's appropriate to feel guilt because guilt signals we know we've done something wrong. On the other hand, shame falsely implies that there's something wrong with us. Trust me, God is not the author of shame. 1 John chapter 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Just because you're feeling shame doesn't mean that you are being shamed by God. Feelings are not facts. They're real, but we can't trust them. Getting to the root of our feelings gives us a more accurate understanding of what we're experiencing. That's why it's essential to test to see if we're responding 
or reacting to whatever situation we find ourselves. The psalmist wonders if there's a relationship between something in his past and his current feeling of abandonment. In verse 10, he says, If my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. He's reminding himself that while his imperfect parents couldn't always be there for him, God is always there, even if his present can't be felt. Our past experiences jade the present, so we should step back and dig deeper into our feelings. But then, I think it's also helpful if we go back to doing what we did when we last felt God's presence. There are seasons in my life when my faith is hitting on all cylinders, and I feel like I'm in constant communion with God. But there are other times when I'm operating on cruise control. Not that I'm ignoring God, but I'm not actively listening for God's will and direction. And then there are those painful times when I'm completely out of touch with God and struggling to connect with Him. In those latter times, I need to go back to the habits and practices I engaged in when I felt close to God. The psalmist knew that he grew the most when he allowed God to teach him, and so he said in verse 11, Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. The psalmist recalled how he felt more assured of God walking with him on his journey when he actively sought God's direction. It's true for me, too. When I spend a minimum of 20 minutes each morning in contemplative prayer, the discipline of acutely listening listening for God enables me to listen better throughout the day. It allows me to pick up on the subtle communications and signs God sends me so I can respond to situations more confidently. So if I'm feeling distant from God, I immediately ask if I've been faithful to my discipline of contemplative prayer. If not, then that's the next step that I need to take. But third, don't focus on the problem. Focus on the problem solved. Now, this point may be obvious to you, but I guess I'm a slow learner. I can get so focused on the problem that I feel overwhelmed and often get stuck. If I can shift my perspective and imagine my life with the problem solved, it releases me to find solutions. In verses 12 and 13, the psalmist practices this when he says, Do not give me up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they are breathing out violence. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Well, at first, in these two verses, he focuses on the problem. His adversaries are out to get him. However, then he remembers his life is on another trajectory, one in which he sees God's goodness fulfilled. So when we feel abandoned by God, instead of focusing on God's absence, keep looking for God's presence. And fourth, we need to practice patience with ourselves and with God. Unfortunately, while we may be able to get in touch with our feelings re-engage the practices that generally make us aware of God's presence and focus on the problems solved, even then we can still feel as if God has ghosted us. And that's when all that's left for us to do is to practice patience. The psalmist described it this way, 
Wait for the Lord. Be strong. And let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. This verse inspired Ann Davis's painting, Face of Jesus. I meditated on her painting as I prepared this message, and I want to share with you what she wrote about her painting. She said, Painting the face of Jesus was a reminder of my faith journey, a blank canvas progressing through layers of shapes and colors, a face I didn't understand, a period where I walked away in frustration only to return and seek the image I know in my heart, an image of love, grace, and shelter. Although there may be flaws in the painting and my faith, both have come a long way from the blank canvas. While I have finished with this work, my faith journey is still a work in progress. I love the kind and gentle demeanor Anne reflected in her vision of Jesus. You've heard me say, possibly, that if we want to know who God is, all we need to do is look to Jesus. I believe Anne has given us an accurate portrait of the Father, and the inspiration of Psalm 27:14 serves as a path we can follow. And the pathway looks like this. First, wait, then be strong, then take courage, and then wait. At first, we must wait with the trust that God is still at work, even though we can't see where or how. Then our strength comes from the resources we have on hand, and sometimes that means calling on others to come alongside us. Our courage comes from the hope that we'll be okay no matter what, and then we wait some more. It's not easy, but it's the only way through our desolate time until we rediscover God's presence. I also meditated on Jeannie Chenault's beautiful painting titled The Joyous Embrace, and I love what she said about her painting. I painted this watercolor of my brother Billy a few days following his death in 2018. I felt many emotions then, extreme loss, joy, and relief that he is free of suffering and pain, and the assurance he is at peace in the arms of Jesus in heaven. I can only imagine. Well, the imagining leads us to hope, and Jeannie finds it best expressed in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So the message for today is don't give up because we're never forsaken. God will not abandon us. Even when it feels as if God is not near, we can trust that God is right there with us all along. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode of First Words, and we look forward to hearing from you if you have any questions or if there's any way that we can help you. Uh, also, be sure to turn in, tune in next week and um, invite some friends to listen as well. Take care. Thank you for listening to First Words. For more information about our services or how to get involved in our community, 
visit us at fumcflorence.org or facebook.com slash florencefumc.